Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan C.S., the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James C.S., the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. What up, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> Happy Monday. Hernancius here, host of the Business Bros Podcast, along with my co-host, the insurance bro, James C.S. with Pipeline Insurance. And boy, am I excited today. It surely is a very happy Monday. Uh, not only do I get back to doing what I love every day, but somebody has warmed my heart. Dude. Warmed, warmed it, warmed it. Big and many feet. And many feet. And many feet. Yeah, let's let's not forget about the feet, right? Um, <laughs> coming to us from Keller Williams and bringing with her a ton of shoes if we uh, just kind of peek back here behind me there. Uh, yep. Bringing all those shoes with her. Thank you so much for joining us on the show, Lizzie Lee. Thank you for having me, guys. Lizzie, you are a rock star. So we've been trying to get to 365 pairs of shoes and we haven't really actively been doing it. We committed to doing it not too long ago. Like maybe uh, we committed to the 365 at the beginning of the year, somewhere around there, but um, we didn't proactively do it. It's kind of like real estate agents that get in the game, but don't actually make follow through phone calls. Right. Mm -hmm. So we were talking about that. We weren't doing our follow up. So we set ourselves up to, to have some follow ups. We set some stuff up, but before those even took off, you walked in with bag after bag after you were like freaking Santa Claus. That was awesome. Yeah. Mind you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. dude, so you put a post the other day? Yes, I put a post uh, what was that Thursday? Thursday. Thursday um to let everybody know that I was coming to meet you guys and that you guys have a goal and that would be very cool if everyone can donate some shoes and I kid you not, you my 10. car was full. Yeah, I had a goal of 10, and I think I have like 300 pairs of shoes. Dude, it's a grip of shoes. <laughs> Maybe not she, 300, but. Dude, when she showed up to the door, she was holding like three bags, right? And I was like, oh, you're amazing. She's like, I have more. <laughs> Wait here. So I brought these these three bags up, came back down. She handed me another couple bags. And she's like, hold on, I still got more. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, they just kept coming like like Christmas. Wow, I, I walked in the door and I just looked over and I saw like 10 bags over there and I, I, I got a little teary-eyed, a little misty. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so what we're going to do after after the show, um, we're going to do a quick count. Um, we'll line them up and then we'll send you a video of like the full thing lined up. So I, maybe not after this show because we have another event we have to go through at, go to at 6.30. But we're going to try to do it either today because I'm pretty sure we have enough time to at least lay them out and count them. Mm -hmm. um, and if not tomorrow, and I will send you a video with a big thank you, yes. everything on, on social. So if you guys want to see that, at Business Bros Pod. And Lizzie, your Instagram is right under your name, I think, mm -hmm. right? Did we put it on Instagram? It was a second ago. But oh, there you uh, go. <laughs> Boom. 
Let's go ahead and throw that on there for a second. Go there ahead. you go. Just, you, know. you can go like that, Lizzie, right there. So we'll send it right there. You guys can say, you know, and honestly, honestly, every single person that uh, posted on your feed, that sent a message, that had shoes delivered, thank you guys very, very much. Uh, I made sure to go on there and thank you guys as you were posting also. But big thank you to all of you guys, Lizzie, and you huge, for putting it together. No, huge thank you to all my friends that that donated shoes it, you don't know how much this means to you. the homeless community in san diego it's it you know what i mean it's uh i, I hate saying it like this it's a problem the but the beautiful thing is the reason why we have that problem is cuz we have such beautiful weather right so <laughs> this is this is one of those things where we can help people you know even if it's something small as what they put on their feet it'll make all the difference in their life on a day-to-day basis Absolutely. you never know what benefit this can come for them maybe it's it's that extra step that takes them in the positive direction that's that's what we're hoping for yeah i love it i love what you guys are doing thank you all right i got one more promo because that was that was that was the the original (laughs) one right one more more is august 24th we're gonna have a beach cleanup in ib so if you have uh community service hours maybe you are you have a high schooler or you know somebody in high school or you just want to come out and be part of the community ib August 24th, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. We're going to get more information on that tomorrow. I'll have a lot more detail. So at Business Bros Pod, if you're interested, uh, maybe you want to be a food truck or some sort of vendor or something like that, or you just want to come out and help us clean up the beach because it's a good thing to do. It's our hometown. It's where we grew up. We work from IB, and uh, it's, it's a cool little opportunity for you guys to come out. So August 24th, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. All right, let's get on with it. Lizzie, you ready? Yes, sir. Tell me a little bit about you. How long have you been in this real estate game? What did you do before and how did you decide to get into this thing? Sure. So I have had my license for about four years. I've been doing it full time for three years. Um, Prior to real estate, I was doing medical sales. I worked for a radiology brokerage. After that, I worked for a medical staffing company. After that, I worked at um, Sharp Steely doing patient relations and here I am. So sales has kind of been your thing for a while? Yes. Is it like, it? what brought you to sales? Like, were you like a straight A student decided, nah, this is not for me. I'm going to go, I'm going to go into sales or like, how did you fall into that? Everyone always told me that I am a good speaker. I don't know what that meant, but I went with it. You're like, I could talk. Um, yeah. I actually was not thinking about going into real estate at all. Um, I actually really wanted to go into HR. Mm. Um, but my husband thought that real estate would have been a good option for me. At the time, me and my husband didn't own real estate, knew nothing about it, didn't have any friends or family that did real estate. But I was like, hey, why the heck not? Yeah, let's give it a shot. Yeah, so I, I got my license. First year, I was working per diem at Sharpery Steely. And then um, my husband was just like, you know what? You should just do real estate full time. I wasn't seeing any benefits that first year. I didn't know what the heck I was selling, who I was selling to, what I was even saying. Um, my husband was just like, for every hour that you put into your part-time job, just put it right into real estate. And I did, and that was when I saw the most growth in my business. Tell me, let's dive in a little bit deeper with that, because there are a lot of agents who start in this business, mm-hmm. and within six months, they haven't gotten a deal, they haven't closed anything, yeah. they're high and dry with their funds because they got bills to pay, and they up and leave. Like, right. what pushed you beyond that? Um, so when I decided to quit my part-time job, so this is going to go real deep because this is the whole <laughs> this is the whole why. This is what we do, what we do, what gets us up in the morning. 
Um, I could tell you all day that it's my family, but it's a lot deeper than that. Uh, when I left my part-time job, my husband picked up a second full-time job. Um, at the time, we had a newborn baby. And so for him to take on a second part-time job or a second full-time job, he was literally working his ass off. Mm-hmm. Sorry about the... It's all right. It's all right. We're clear with that. (laughs) Um, He was working his butt off, and it meant a lot to me that he was sacrificing the time with his newborn to be able to allow me to grow um, as a person, to grow my business, to just learn more about what I want to do in life. So he made such a huge sacrifice to even be able to allow me to do this. And so that's why I have no option to fail. I cannot fail can't let them down no i can't i mean that's a that's a super supportive spouse a lot yeah. of them will be like hey you need to, yeah figure it out on your own yeah. i mean not on your own but you know like yeah. i got your back but by i got your back meaning like you better still bring in half the uh half yeah. the revenue here or be splitting half the time here because yeah. a newborn is every three hour feeding totally. right and then twice for diapers like i mean stuff's going on on a yeah. regular basis and you're trying to build a new life yeah what was that like a struggle it was a struggle to find the balance i mean even to this day it's a struggle so a, a little side note about me so i've been doing it full-time for three years i have three kids so every single year that i've been doing it part uh, full full-time i've had a newborn baby oh yeah you don't like you know stress <laughs> at all in your life no. yeah you don't like compound problems that's no, cool no, no but um, each kid is a blessing First of all, right? I mean, you wouldn't have it any other way. But, um, but being pregnant, doing open houses. I was legit door knocking. I was climbing upstairs, door knocking till like 37 weeks. I wrote an offer at the hospital when I was in labor and I opened escrow the day that I left. Legit. In labor. Hang on, hang on. Oh, here we go. You want zip forms on your, on your laptop or on your phone? I mean, you know, epidural set, we're good. And I'm like, okay, help, babe, laptop. Okay, wait, wait. This is, <laughs> oh obviously, this is obviously not baby number one. Rock star. No, that was three. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. okay. The first one, you don't really know what's up. No. Right? No. Second one, you got a good grip. By the third one, you're like, bring my laptop. Call an escrow, yeah. Wow. So I, I opened escrow the day that I left the hospital. Holy moly. Can I, can I put you on hold one second? I got to push. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what, oh, did, that's what did you name number three <laughs> get ready for it charles xavier no yes, I, yes. I resemble that remark <laughs> charles xavier charles xavier awesome okay so you got three kids mm-hmm. you've uh you've obviously never stopped hustling no matter what you were doing apparently even giving birth doesn't stop lizzie Fuck no. Right. So, so how, how do you? Uh, this is okay. This is year three already. Give walk me through like year one. What's that struggle like? What are the things that you're feeling at that time? Yeah. So when my husband told me to get my license, I was like, dude, whose house am I supposed to sell? What are you talking about? It was a struggle trying to figure out what the heck I was doing. There's no manual. There's no you know. There's no cliff notes on how to be a successful realtor. There's you, you really have to 
step in it yeah you really have to submerge yourself in real estate in order to know what you're even talking about i went to every single free class from sdar i listened to podcasts i read books i i did everything that i can to learn the industry what was the what was the trigger what do you think was that thing that clicked like all of a sudden you were like maybe not the thing that closed that got you the deal but something that clicked in your mind like okay this is how i'm doing things so when i first got my license i had a lot of people telling me you'd be really lucky if you made one sale your first year i was like are you kidding me there's no way that i can you know have a family be able to support and only make one sale that doesn't make any sense might Mm -hmm. as well just keep up with my job at sharp um so i really made it my goal to not be that person i had to be successful so my first year in real estate i closed 11 mm-hmm. and it was the one with another one next to it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and so at that point is when i really realized i can do it everyone's telling me no you can't do it and i will prove you wrong and so closed 11 my first year where did where did they come from were they were they part of your close circle did you go fishing for them uh half was my sphere and the other half was pure prospecting what kind of prospecting were you doing door knocking calls um we target notice of default non-owner occupied high equity mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. we definitely sweat to make some money oh uh, yeah 37 weeks door knocking you better be sweating all <laughs> 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 right so Okay, so so prospecting's become a big major part of your life at that point. Is it still today one of those big things that you do on a daily basis? Yeah, so um, I just recently moved to Keller Williams and my whole intent in to coming to Keller Williams was to grow a team. Not knowing all the different caveats that come with growing a team. Um, second week being there, I am now a team of three. Um, now I have a team of four and an assistant. Mm-hmm. And so I'm teaching them how to prospect. Um, one just got a new listing, somebody that they prospected a notice of default. Um, we have an assistant that helps us with our prospecting. And so it's kind of a team effort. Um, we block out two hours a day of prospecting. Everyone says, you know, same time every day, Monday through Friday. Um, but I, I I found that to be really hard to maintain, and so well, a we to maintain, just, right? Yeah. But B, you don't know when people are going to be home at all times. So maybe you hit them up in the morning, and these are the people who are at work at that time. Maybe right. you hit them up at lunch, and that's when they're available. Yeah. But you need to sit down, and set an appointment. Maybe you hit them up around four o'clock on a Thursday, right? And all of a sudden they're they're there. Yeah. So I think that flexibility it's it works both ways. Yeah. Uh, that's actually how how I like to run my schedule is I have two hours a day that I need to accomplish whether that be you know 30 minutes here and then you know an hour and a half later as long as I accomplish two hours in a day regardless of when it is um, then we're complete for the day how has it been bringing new people on you said only about two weeks that you've had a that you've built so I've uh Two weeks into being at Keller Williams. I've been at okay. Keller Williams for, I think, four months now. Four months now. What was it like bringing on that first one? I'm, I'm sure that first one is, it's like having a kid, right? Like, the first Holy one is smokes. you don't know what's up, and you're kind of figuring it out. By number three, you got a, a little bit of better handle on it. Yeah, so when I, like I had mentioned, I didn't know everything that came into growing a team. All that I knew is that I wanted to grow a team. 
And so here I am with the team and I'm like, okay, now, now what do I do? Where do I start? <laughs> I had no idea that I was getting phone calls at 5 a.m. I was getting text messages at 4.30 and it, it was definitely a learning curve for everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let me, let me, let's dig deeper on this why you wanted a team thing. Why, why do you think it was something that you wanted to aspire to? Why, why a team? Why not a top-notch single producer? I just want to be able to spend more time with my family. I have three young kids, five, three, one. These are the best times for me to be able to spend with them. And so I would love to maintain my career while still being mom. So you're looking for time. Time. Looking for time. How's it working out so far? (laughs) (laughs) Not that good. (laughs) Like I said, we're still learning. We're still learning. You know what? You know, I I bring that up because oftentimes people uh, run into this problem. They get to, they they start a business because this is what you're doing. You you started your business as a self-employed realtor Mm -hmm. and then they want to scale because they want to get more time. And if they don't scale correctly, you end up figuring out really quick that you've created a bigger job for yourself totally. babysitting your kids or you know having your own personal kids and then babysitting adults mm-hmm. and that that becomes you know problematic and then they tend to burn out the other aspect of it is um if you don't set it up like a business uh you tend to run and operate and your your team might close a lot of deals but you're seeing your net not being as much as you want it to be and then you start thinking now i'm spending all this time and for what you know what I mean? And so I'm kind of wondering, because you're early on in, in, in this process, is this something that you want to fine-tune and, and work towards and develop? Or is this something like you're, you're thinking about it, you're like, you know what, maybe I'm in over my head. Do I do I really want to do this? I can go back to being top producer me by myself with, with one admin and make the same amount, if not more money. It's really funny that you say that because I've been dabbling, I've been reading a lot of books about, you know, growing a team and... It was one of those things where obviously I, when I first got into the whole idea of growing a team, I wanted more time. It's definitely taking up a lot more time um, than I had ever imagined, but I'm okay with it. Um, I don't feel like I'm in over my head. I feel like we're all learning. Um, And to see them close escrows is literally the most rewarding thing. It's more rewarding than my own escrows Mm -hmm. just because it's like, man, you, you started off like this little baby learning how to walk. And now here you are just going, darting for the finish line. Full it's, speed ahead. It is amazing of a feeling. It's uh, You have little graduates. Yeah, I love it. You have it. little graduates. I love it. Uh, are, are the agents that are coming on your team, have they been in the business for a while? Or are you no, taking a brand they, new? Um, so two of them got their license in January. Um, and then one just got their license like two weeks ago. Oh, so wow. yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's funny because we could parallel that. Like, like what James does on a regular basis is bring on, I mean, green agents. Every once in a while, we get agents that have been in the business for a while. Insurance, though. Insurance, yeah. But most of them are new. What have you been experiencing as far as with a new person, habits-wise, maybe? Um, And and maybe I'll shoot it back to you and see what what the comparison is like. They don't have any habits. And that's what I, I really like is that I'm not trying to go against, I'm not trying to go against their habits and their work style their work ethics it's just they are hungry they're they're they want to learn they want to grow they want to be successful and that's what i love about them what about you you've seen a lot of the same things yeah i suppose so um i would say i would agree that 
definitely our our brand new people don't have habits and that's absolutely an advantage uh we get to teach them the habits that we that we want to um and i still want to find ways to implement things like uh uh anthony manzon's uh what was it the the 100 the power the the power calls the power mm-hmm. calls power 100 or whatever that yeah stuff like that dude those are crazy so uh, that, that was he's a big systems guy right mm-hmm. so he put systems in place to help build this team so that when the when a new agent comes in there's a process all the every step of the way i love his process so i actually uh i've taken bold mm-hmm. and um him and his team are really big on um doing bold Mm-hmm. And so I, I took it with them and I just saw how well they work. They are a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. like, And that's what I love about his structure. So in order to be on the team, I think they have to do um, the... Uh, it's like 100 calls a yeah. day for like seven days or something it, like that. It's not just 100 calls, it's 100 contacts. 100 contacts, sorry, 100 contacts. Yeah, and, so it's, and so he's basically weeding out the people that aren't that hungry. Mm-hmm. And... That's great. I love that. How tough is that, though, when you have a new agent? Freaking hard. Right? I mean, it is so hard, but to implement that habit from the beginning, like you're only setting yourself up to succeed. Beyond, yeah. beyond, beyond success. succeed. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that that kind of it again. It comes down to those habits that you're doing on a regular basis. You you already know you yourself internally are setting aside those two hours a day to make your prospecting calls, whatever it's going to be, whether it's half hour here, half hour here, but you are dedicated to doing those two hours a day, taking that dedication and trying to apply it to somebody else. Now that is a different skill. Yeah. That's totally to me, one of the one of those difficult things. I, I have seventeen year old kids every day. Trying to implement a process that becomes a habit for them is something that I'm I'm working on now. Like I'm trying to get them to journal every day, ten minutes a day. Just sit down, write whatever's in your head, put it down on paper. Right now, it's a forced thing because yeah. they're seventeen year old kids. How are you gonna force them? How are you gonna get them right. to do it? But hopefully, a year down the road, when we get ready to graduate. Now it's something they look forward to on a daily basis, yeah. getting their ideas on paper, doing it on a regular basis because it's going to lead to something else. Mm-hmm. What are you doing in with, with your team to get them motivated to do those two-hour blocks on a regular basis? So we actually have, um, we have weekly commitment boards in the office. Um, they are in the office a majority of the time. Um, and every week we just basically write down five goals that we will accomplish. They obviously have to be obtainable. Only because I, you, you get burnt out if you don't achieve your goals. And it's just like, F this, why am I even doing this? Mm-hmm. And so they have to be something that you can achieve and that you can actually mark off. Um, rather than saying, I'm going to prospect this week. Okay, awesome. Well, how can you actually... How can we measure that? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to put a number on there, you know, I'm going to prospect 10 hours every week. Then it's, it's something that we can actually track. And so that's something that we've been doing at the office to kind of just keep each other accountable. I want to make sure that those are marked off on a weekly basis. That way we, we all stay on track. Um, we do um, one-on-ones, weekly one-on-ones, and then bi-weekly team meetings. So um, I know I remember talking to a couple different Keller William uh, agents, and a lot of them have a morning process when they get to the office. They have their affirmations or they have or their goal setting, whatever it's going to be. Do you have a specific routine that you do with your people uh, on a regular basis to get them like fired up to get going? 
Just come to the office. <laughs> just show up. <laughs> just come. That's just all. Show up. That's all I ask. No, I mean, but but it, it just depends. You know, everybody's culture is a little bit different, yeah. right? I mean, I mean, we same thing with us. We have a a daily call that we have with our team. It's not really the fire up, get ready. The, our agents are all over California, so it's like hop on the call yeah. and you know show up and be there. And but showing up. Yeah. Showing up is a big thing. Yeah. I am a true believer that if you surround yourselves around successful people, then you yourself will be successful. So mm-hmm. as long as you are in the office and you surround yourself around people that are grinding, people that are working, people that are making calls, people that are scheduling appointments, you will consume that and you will be as successful. Yeah. Well, and, and not just that. Most people in sales are competitive anyways. They're like, you got one? Oh, I got to get yeah. one. I got to yeah. get one too, right? I got to set up see, an appointment. If you see somebody on the phone, it's just like, holy crap, I should get on the phone too. Yeah. Well, what are you doing looking at them for? Get on the phone. <laughs> right? yeah. What's what's the, what do you think um, you are where you are today? You look back, you know, four years ago where you just started. Where do you see yourself next year or going forward? Ooh. It's a toughie question, huh? That is. Oh, it's one of those, that, man, you should have sent me that question ahead of time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we all have something in, in our minds where, where we want to be, where we want to, where we want to, like, where I can attain this. And, you know, like you were talking about specific goals, right? So, so by X amount of years, I want to be at this point in my life. Where do you think that is? Um, I would love to shoot. Anywhere? There's so much that I would love to <laughs> travel more. I would love to see my team have teams under them. Mm-hmm. Nice. Because um, it's not all about me. It's it really is about that's. You guys were asking me what my team name is. I don't have a team name, and the reason because I don't want to name a team Lizzie Lee Real Estate because it shouldn't be all about me. It should be about their success also. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of why I have such a hard time figuring out a name is because it, it shouldn't be about me. It's something, yeah, because you're, it's something transformative, right? You're taking somebody who's never done something. You want to give them the skills and the ability to do it. You want them to thrive in whatever they're doing. And you don't want them to leave the team because they feel it's not their own. You want them to have sense of ownership, to have Absolutely. pride in what it is. I mean, Keller does that pretty well. Keller Williams does that pretty well. You have a pride of ownership in your own team, right. in your own brokerage. You have a pride of ownership with the people that you've grouped up within the organization. Right. And they give you the tools necessary to succeed. Mm-hmm. So I imagine you kind of want to embody the same type of thing. Right. right. You want your people to, to thrive and make something of themselves. Exactly. Okay, then let me let me twist the question a little bit. New agent that walked on to the, that two weeks ago, right? Where do you where do you want them to be a year from now? What would Ooh. be a success story for them? So he actually has a full time job. I would love to see him quit that full time job and just take on real estate full time. That's where you want him to be. Yeah. I want him comfortable enough to be able to make that leap. Take that risk and get in real estate full time. Because let's dive into that for a second. I mean, that's right? huge. That, yeah, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Let's dive into that for a second. You're te- you're you're asking for someone to walk away from what I call maximum security, right? So every single day he knows that he's gonna clock in, he's gonna clock out. He knows that every time he gets paid, he's gonna get this paycheck amount. He knows that every month his bills are gonna be paid on time. You, that is a very seductive lifestyle to live. Like most people are W2 employees because of that comfort. Right. You're asking someone to give that up for the insecurity of, 
I don't know when my next sale is going to be. I'm only as good as my last sale. I need to prospect and have leads in the pipe. I need to be able to set appointments on a regular basis, go to these appointments, present like a master, and close deals. Yeah, That's why not? A, right? No, I'm, I'm just saying. Like, I, I totally agree with you. That would be a, a great yeah. goal. I just, when you lay it out like that, Mm -hmm. To be able to get someone to go from that mindset, completely shift them over to take over the other side. You're right. That would be that's amazing. But you're not thinking about the exponential growth in real estate. The close after close after close. There is no ceiling in real estate. Mm -hmm. The sky is the limit. Mm -hmm. So if you limit yourself to your W-2 job and not take that risk, then you're missing out. No mm-hmm. regrets. No, no regrets. No, I love that. I mean, that that you're absolutely right. Um, I talk to my 17 year old kids all the time, and we we're on, right now we're we're working on a chapter in employment. So we just finished up W two today. We we're talking about commissions and royalties, and now we get to see the 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 difference, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's why I refer to to W two as maximum security because the other thing that's maximum security is a prison, right? So you have you know a I bed, like you that. have walls, you have a roof. Um, you have food, you have running water, toilet, all these things that you need to survive. The only thing you're missing is freedom, right? You don't get to, yeah, you don't get to come and go as you please versus over here on the real estate side. Well, you don't, you might not know where you're going to sleep or lay down or whatever, but you can build yourself a mansion or you can build yourself a cottage on the beach and you can place it anywhere you want in the mountains, on the street, wherever you want to live. It's completely up to you. You have 100% control of your life. And and you're right. The sky's the limit, but you get to choose. Mm-hmm. That's it's just a it's just a, a mindset shift, right? Someone told me before, it's not how much you make, it's how well you manage your money. So if you end up making you know one or two sales, if you manage your money well, you shouldn't have to worry about that next sale. Mm-hmm. That's true. I mean, let, well, let's let's think about you know we're in San Diego. We have a median price of about 550000 roughly, give or take, right? I mean, 3% commission on that. It's going to be like $15,000, $17,000. Maybe let's call it, let's call it, what, 13 after your broker split. So one deal a month is not very, it's not too shabby. One deal every other a, month. A deal a month is really good. It's really good, right? One deal every other month. Well, you did 11, so that was almost <laughs> one deal a month. Right. So one deal every other month, you can still survive. But why shoot for the bottom? Totally. If you have a deal in the pipe, if you have a deal in escrow, why stop prospecting? Why just focus your attention on the one deal? Why not continue to prospect? Why not have a system in place? And that's actually what I tell my team all the time is that when I first got into real estate, I would live through one transaction that I would only 100% just concentrate on that one that's in escrow. Then once it closes, it's just like, all right, cool, got to start all over. Now where do I start? Um, And then I'm just teaching them now is to, you got to start overlapping. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to get to the point where you have four in escrow and it's just like, holy crap, where's the next one? And you just, just keep going. Because it's, uh, you know, I like to use, uh, I heard this from uh, Tim Harris, one of one of the real estate coaches I listen to. It's like getting a plane off the ground, mm-hmm. right? You're going to use the most fuel at takeoff. Mm-hmm. But once you reach, you know, cruising altitude, there's not very much fuel burning. Now you're just coasting. Coast. 
And that's that's what we're doing when we're building up our, our real estate practice at the beginning. Right. We're doing a lot of prospecting. We're trying to get as many listings as we possibly can and getting as many buyers as we possibly can. But once we're up to, you know, three, four listings that we have in our back pocket that are there, we're getting ready to close, one goes into escrow, guess what? I, all I have to do is prospect for one more. Replace the one that's gone. Mm-hmm. And then now you have a you can you can have a predictable business at that point. Exactly. You know that if I have four listings at all times or five listings at all times, I know that one or two are going to close every month. Mm-hmm. And I'm not prospecting to get five listings anymore. I'm only prospecting to find the other two. And it's just consistently adding to that. Absolutely. One falls off pick up another one one falls off pick up another one and you know every single month exactly what you want to be and if you want to double that you can put more fuel in the tank and just keep driving but it's completely up to you you have to have that predictable source i like how you said that overlapping because yeah. it makes it's it's the difference between deal to deal uh what we call cash spurts in real estate versus cash flow mm-hmm. right you want that predictability to be coming in on a regular yeah. basis Man, I'm anxious to see what your team's going to be like next year. Me too. <laughs> this could be a good one. <laughs> All right. If it was ideal, how many people would you have on your team by next year? Oh, shoot. So I have three under me right now. And I don't feel like I'm dying. So at least double. All right. We shall see. I like it. You, you know what? I like that because it's it's manageable. Yeah. Right. You're not like. I still want to be able to give everyone the attention that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Well, and not just they deserve; they need. They right? need. Yeah. If, if you're taking on the newbies, because there's some people who build teams and they're like, "I'm not taking on new people. I'm just taking and, on." And that's funny agents. because one of the agents on my team was actually brought on by another agent, and she thought that they were going to go on a team together, mm-hmm. and it was more so like, "You go join somebody else's team, get trained up first, and then you can come to me." she's like well damn somebody just did all the hard work for you yeah no see but but, you know i I commend you for taking on the new ones because you will have uh more of a turnover we have a lot of turnover when it comes to new people they just don't quite understand what they're getting into but if you set them up right they will be the most loyal to you because you helped get them from zero to hero right i mean i was there too we've all been new and we all felt like we're gonna struggle we all wanted to throw in the towel shoot i mean a year down the line i was on craigslist trying to find a job and my husband was just like stop right now and just Go get, get back your into license. it no. do it yeah do it yeah 100 man how long you been married oh six years six years how long are you guys dating before you got married uh 10 10 years dating Whoa. before you got married Woo! see my wife can't complain now. We were dating six years before we got married. <laughs> so we've been together, shoot, going on 18 years now. Dang. It's a long time, right? Don't worry. I'm not that old, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You will uh, be in a couple days. Yeah, shit it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lizzie, we're going to do the uh, Ask the Bros. So feel free to ask James or myself any question you like, personal or business. Hmm. So which one was the better, the better son? Growing up? Oh yeah, <laughs> that was who's, easy. Who's a favorite? Oh, I don't know. Favorite's a, favorite's a different term. So, um, I'm I'm the third, right? So when it comes to grandpa, like because he was the first, I'm the third. I was definitely grandpa's favorite. Yep. That was plainly Wait, so obvious. So you're, you're the baby. No, no, no I'm oldest. the oldest. 
Oh, the oldest. Oldest, yeah. oldest on dad's side. Oldest on dad's side. So the, and there, I was, I was always the favorite. That was, that was Mijo. That's it. Like that, that was hands down the the way it worked. In our household, however, like at home, um, I was the still the favorite. I, I'm not. I, I don't want to call it favorite. <laughs> Cause you know why? Cause mom always talks to him every single like all the time. That's true. I call mom a lot. He more. calls mom, and mom talks to him. I talk to mom when mom needs something or I need something, and like you know, I love mom. It's yeah. just it's just a different relationship. But as a kid, I was the worst. He was the worst. The actual factual worst. Yeah. Like what yeah. do you mean by worst though? Uh, throwing temper tantrums, trying uh, to stab, stab my brothers through the door with a knife, breaking legs off of tables and chasing them around with it. Um, he was yeah. bad, dude. That was bad. He was bad. Oh, man. Oh, not to mention not to mention the 5S and the B that I got uh, freshman year. <laughs> so, you know, my academics didn't really uh, help out any, but uh, yeah. Yeah, he was the absolute worst. You couldn't Actual tell worst. now. You couldn't tell now, but growing up, he was a toughie. See, and that's why, I, and that's why I don't and think Lizzie's, it's... Lizzie's like, oh my God, what am I in for? Did I just ask <laughs> that question? <laughs> Did I just ask that question? All right, well, we're going to call this one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it, was, it was pretty wild. As lucky we got through it, you know? Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so I, I wasn't the favorite. I just didn't destroy things <laughs> and run around with my emotions on my sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> Can't blame me for that one. You yeah, know what? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> good question, by the way. Good one. That was, that was a good was one. A that was a good one. one. You embarrassed James again. Yes! <laughs> Score. <laughs> made him sing, and he talked about how he destroyed stuff as a kid. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. Baby. <laughs> All right, Lizzie. Oh man, I want you to look. At, I you to look hang at on, this. hang on, hang on. Let me see. Uh, no, ma- oh, mom, mom signed off already. She oh, wasn't okay. watching. She'll listen to it later. All right, look at this camera, Lizzie. I want you to tell people uh, how they can be a part of your team or how they can work with you uh, if they if they so choose to. Absolutely. You guys can call me, message me, text me, come to my office. It's in Saber Springs, uh, Keller Williams, Saber Springs. Um, it's actually Keller Williams, North Inland, off of Saber Springs Parkway. Is that in, uh, that's North County or Spring Valley? North County. North County? So you came, you, you had quite a drive this I way. I put this in my navigation and i was like serious <laughs> 40 minutes i know and i gotta been... bring all these shoes right so thank you yes. kudos to you i was like saber springs that's north county yeah. <laughs> holy moly well ladies and gentlemen uh lizzie thanks for being on the show thank you for having me really appreciate you coming down really 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 appreciate all the shoe donations absolutely those are amazing we love it thank you thank you Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, we're gonna, we're like I said, ladies and gents, 365 pairs is the goal. Lizzie just knocked that goal way up. So she asked for 10 pairs of shoes, and <laughs> and I got uh, 10 bags. <laughs> she got like 10 bags of shoes. So uh, if if she could do it, anybody else could do it. We're gonna hit that 365 marker sooner rather than later. Big ups to Lizzie and her team for uh, for that shoe donation. August 24th. Beach cleanup in IB, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. So if you're interested, hit us up at Business Bros Pod, any of our social medias, and we'll send you all the details for that. James, you look like you're about to say something. No, no, no. Oh. All right, cool. <laughs> I got nothing. All right. Well, Lizzie, thanks again. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye-bye. And I'm out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home? or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at cusfirst.com right now, or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. 
And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show. 